0: what's up guys this is from the bleachers episode three this is zach this is greg we're gonna have a reoccurring guest today mr antonio terroni himself
1: today we're gonna be talking about the habs leaf series how that unfolded and obviously the recap of game one habs jets then after we'll go off to group c in the euro 2020 and then after we'll talk about some soccer transfer window rumors. So let's get right into this. So Habs Leafs game uh, game seven.
0: Amazing. The Habs played structured, arguably their best game of the series since the first game of the series, game one. They were structured. They were disciplined. Playing tape to tape, their breakout was crisp. They they had the eye of the tiger. Some of their players, like Gallagher, most notably, and some of the defensemen, had their best games of the series. Obviously, Price was Price. They set the tone, and uh, they got job. They got the job done on a Leafs team that hasn't had good fortunes in a, a very long time.
1: It just scared me when I got the, when Neil underscored. I got a little flashback of what happened to Denver's Boston.
0: A little, then, a little flash of anxiety,
1: and I was like, "No, no, no! This can't be happening!" But the, yeah. thank God, there was about a minute and forty left. In the it, exactly, game. a
0: minute thirty-six left, and it was three-one at the at the time uh, Neilander scored. Yeah, so we were we were good in, in that case. Yeah, but uh, you never know what these playoff games. Do. No, and
1: now and now let's move on to uh, the second series. So Winnipeg Jets, we yeah. saw a big win last night. Our young guns were. Putting up the points, yeah. our defense got involved. Eric Stahl with another two point game. Uh, now he's about, I uh, believe, six, uh, seven points in eight games. Mm-hmm. He's been lighting it up since the trade that uh, since he got traded. Uh, people had high hopes on him when he scored that well, that OT winner on his first mm-hmm. game as
0: a half. He had fizzle out since that that first game. He wasn't he wasn't putting. Up the best showings. He was... No, He was slow. He looked lethargic. He looked like... He, uh, he was... A, it, it looked like his... It looked like... He looked properly finished in a way. His body looked like it wasn't where it should have but, been but, from a physical standpoint. Well, look at him now.
1: With the rest and everything that they had, a, a yeah. bit
0: more than the other playoff series. Maybe he was he, gearing up for, for the playoffs. Exactly.
1: And he he's taking his game to another level. Even Corey Perry's one of our leading, goal scorers, uh, yeah. leading point scorers. Right so now. they're
0: playing on a line together and they understand exactly what they're into right now. These are two guys, former cup winners in 06 and 07 respectively. They know how to get it done and they're very aware that this is a young core group of fours and they're playing a secondary role and they know exactly what they have to do to alleviate the pressure off of guys like Suzuki, Kokanyemi, Cole Caulfield, and etc.,
1: yeah, and uh, let's touch on uh, what happened last night at the end of the game. Yeah,
0: first of all, I'd like to put a prayers up to the Evans family Thank and Jake Evans himself. That was the scary sight last night.
1: Thank God he's okay and the doctors are moderating him in the hotel room. Mm-hmm. Uh, they saw him overnight last night. Yeah, uh, No concussion symptoms, none of that stuff. Oh. Uh, and uh, regarding uh, Mark Shifley, he just got a... Got four game suspension before we started the podcast, so
0: mm-hmm. it's uh, for a first time offender, like Chayfini, it's heavy, it's, it's heavy, it's four games is heavy because you look around the league and you look at uh, Kadri's uh, hits. Well, don't um, forget, he's multiple repeat offenders. That's it, so that's what I was getting at. So he's a repeat offender, and they gave him eight games for a hit that was uh, you know, it was a, it was a questionable hit, but it wasn't as uh. Dirty as a play, as Mark Scheifele's. But
1: But don't forget, this comes after the Tom Wilson incident, before the season ended with the Rangers. Yeah. So, and you saw what the reaction was from the fans, from I the just, players.
0: I don't think they have a good policy with their with their player so protection saying, uh, association. So, Could, so you're saying my
1: boy George Powers doing a terrible he's, job. He is doing a terrible job. Yeah, I agree Tom on that one.
0: Tom Wilson was off the hook for what he did to Panarin in, and, uh, Buchnevich. And, and Buchnevich in that game. Because it had been 2 years since he had another offense so when when you, there's a 2 year span since getting your your last offense it's kind of like your name clears and it's like you're starting from from scratch but regardless of that he he should have at least gotten a couple of games that was something that wasn't that shouldn't be a part of the sport it was well
1: he's been he's been suspended 21 games in the past yeah a 20 game suspension i believe
0: yeah but this was uh but back this was, in the playoff days of, of twenty eighteen. This was back when the Capitals were contended and, and won ended up winning that cup.
1: Yeah. So that's that hopefully uh, well
0: Yeah. Well it was the Habs played a great game, yes. They
1: played great, but not but they also lost two players. Uh they lost the Melo, I believe, and somebody else another forward. Uh, uh,
0: was it Matthew Perot who left the game? I know Stasny was out of the lineup yesterday. Stasny was
1: out of the lineup. So and now adding four game suspension of uh, Mark Schreifler. Mark Schreifler. This is a big advantage. Yeah, we could uh, we could wrap this up in five games potentially.
0: mm -hmm. It's a big loss for them. Just like uh, the Leafs losing John Tavares is a big loss up the middle. He's an important uh, piece for them, and uh, their team is gonna have find a way to bounce back because they know game two the Habs are gonna. They're gonna come in with a bit of a vengeance. They're gonna be playing for for Jake Evans, who's gonna be hopefully watching the game from the from hotel. the from the hotel, from from the bleachers, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> but so they're gonna be playing for him. And after seeing some of the post game interviews conducted by the players, there was the one from Joel Edmondson where he said, "Straightforward, dirty hit if sh- when Shifley and if and when he's back in the series." the team is going to be after him
1: even if it ends up with back in the regular season next year and like yeah, he doesn't... it's
0: still going to be at the back of their in the back of the lines oh minds.
1: 100% 100% this guy's going to he's going to get it he's definitely going to get it whether he faces Edmondson weber Petrie might get involved. You don't know a veteran Eric Stahl, if he's still on the team or Corey Perry. Corey Perry, of course. Um, there's a lot of, yeah. there's a lot more grit compared to previous years in the fans. No yeah. more uh, short I, David DeHarnes and Daniel Briere's going on. And well, the team
0: responded on the ice after a hit. You saw Shea Weber. He had a full head of steam, was ready to fight Scheifele. Yeah, was calling him out. He was calling him out for the the good old fashioned duel.
1: And, and what was ridiculous was the the Jets the Jets players were saying. It was a clean hit. Like yeah, really
0: from good. their bench. Apparently, they were calling out Montreal's bench. And That's it.
1: And after they were saying, Corey Perry did this to John yeah. Tavares.
0: Well, actually. if you read Mark Scheifele's lips, he was saying, what did I do? What did I do wrong? He was. To him, it was a, a clean typical hit. playoff hockey hit. He was just trying to... Well,
1: once you levitate your feet off the ice, and yeah. you, you get aerial real uh, jump in there. Yeah. it's But for him to say, suspension. I
0: don't know what, uh, what happened. He literally started... Accelerating from the opposite blue line to get back. And when the as Evans was doing the, the wrap around, the puck was practically in the net and he decided to, to land the, the his, jump his, uh, his jump of a hit regardless. Hey. He knew what he was doing. Um maybe I'm sure I'm sure Mark uh Mark Shefley's a he's a good dude. I'm sure his intentions weren't to, to hurt Jake Evans, but he wanted to send a message for next game, you know, get get his team going, get some emotion into it, but that wasn't the way to do it. No,
1: absolutely not. And know, and now like he's gonna bite it on the other end, where the fact that he's gonna be watching from home or from the bleachers.
0: Yeah, and he's gonna he's gonna feel bad about that one because they had 550 healthcare workers in attendance in in Winnipeg yesterday, going there to see the, the Jets play, and you pull off a hit like that in front of. Yeah. People who who treat this kind of thing. There's
1: there's no there's no play left in this sport anymore. I think we have to move on from those. Yeah, big and, I,
0: and I think the league should do a better job of protecting its players, of course.
1: So this le- so this leads us to Group C in the Euro 2020. The Euro is coming up in about ten days from now.
0: Yeah, inaugural game is June 11th. Uh, Italy against Turkey.
1: So. We're going to talk about the four four clubs. we got Ukraine, Austria, Netherlands, and North Macedonia.
0: And before we do this, we're going to bring on our guest, Mr. Antonio Tarone. Hey, guys. Thanks again for having me on, uh, for uh,
2: bringing me back for another week. I really appreciate it. So what are your predictions in this group? Well, it's a pretty uh, fascinating group, I think. There could be some uh, upsets, but for the most part, I think the consensus winner of this group, it's probably Netherlands. The, the Netherlands. I think they're gonna win the group. I don't know about you guys.
0: Yeah, I would <clears> say <throat> Netherlands. Um, should we do our orders from uh, okay. from, from fourth to, to second now? Yeah. We'll agree on Netherlands.
2: Okay. So fourth, I think North Macedonia is gonna finish fourth. Probably Ukraine in third, and Austria in second, with uh, Netherlands obviously finishing mm-hmm. first.
0: I, I would flip Ukraine with Austria. I I say Ukraine is, is second and. In that group. So,
1: Zach, I'm with you on this one. So, North Macedonia finishing fourth. Third, Austria, potentially making that playoff round. Uh, finishing the round 16. Then after you got second, you got Ukraine and first the Netherlands. But, guys, do not knock off Ukraine. I'm telling you, they might pull an upset versus Netherlands. We've seen Netherlands fail in the group stage yeah. where they, they choke and they might finish second. And, and no. they and they haven't had they, the,
0: the best track record lately. No, they haven't. No, so, they haven't.
1: so Ukraine could be a sleeper where they could win the group in this one.
2: I don't know, but the only thing that worries me about Ukraine is that I feel like Austria have a bit more, have uh, a bit more players that have more that are more technical and that play in like different leagues that are better than the Ukrainian league, obviously. And I feel like they have yeah like more players that are scattered around Europe, like uh, they have players with experience and they have younger players too. And I just think they have more depth. And known players in their squad that I think could favor them over Ukraine. Yeah. But, but see, that's... The only question mark for me for Austria is the striker, the forward, is Arnautovic, former Premier League player who now plays in the in Chinese league. And that's the real question mark for me because yeah. if not, I feel like they have a solid defense that's a mix of like young guys and and older guys like David Alaba. Who uh, who is now playing for Real Madrid? Actually, yeah, they
0: have uh, Valentino Lazzaro, the yes. the Inter player who's going to be roaming the fullback position. Yeah, but like mm. you said, Arnautovic is is uh, he's pushing years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, two or three years ago, he was a big player for for middle for middle table of Stoke City in the Premier League. Yeah, exactly. Now he's in China. Has his game uh, hit hit rock bottom? Hit a bit of a decline.
2: But I know, I like I really like Austria's midfield though. I mean, the link yeah. of uh, Sabitzer and Leimer that both play for RB Leipzig mm-hmm. and Schlager who's a, a young gun who's playing for uh, Wolfsburg who had a really good season this year. Like their midfield could be underrated. Very Their, underrated. their midfield
1: could be underrated. And going back to the striker position. I don't think Arnautovic is the leading striker for Austria going to the tournament. I believe it's a young man from the Bundesliga who's playing in the Bundesliga, in Stuttgart right now. His name is Sasa Kalinic. He's got 17 goals in 36 games in all competition. Six assists following that as well. Uh, 22 years old, more mobile than Arnautovic. And him being in, injured all year long in the Chinese Super League, I don't think he's the main man. Okay, yeah, that, that would make sense in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, he had a
0: great year in the Bundesliga. Maybe they go with Arnautovic uh, as a super sub, or maybe yeah, they, just, they just start him out of, of
2: experience. Just to, a guy with experience in defense, yeah. the national team and the squad just to have him there is important, yeah, but too.
0: Sasa is definitely an, a and good asset.
2: For me, the only problem with Ukraine, I feel like they have a really good goalkeeper. And their midfield is, is quite solid, too, with guys like uh, with uh, Malinowski and, Z- and Zinchenko, Zinchenko from, Man City. from Man City and Atalanta, respectively. But I feel like them, too, uh, up top, there are a lot of question marks. Like, can, do yeah. they have guys that can get it done? Do they do have known guys? Yeah.
1: No, 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 this is the club and, that gets the job done with a one-nil win or a nil-nil tie. Yeah. Uh, they play well defensively. They bring up the balls. And Chenko might not even play as a left back. He might play more of a center midfielder. Yeah,
0: center defensive role. Yeah, he, I think he, play, Jack, he's he's played in that role in qualifiers, so I think that's the role he's gonna adopt also. And in, in the twenty-six
2: man squad, they called him up as a midfielder. So and I think you guys are right on that.
1: So going and after following this well, tournament, well, or to
2: yes, say a couple words about North Macedonia because it's their first, it's their first yeah. Euro, and, first ever, first ever yeah, European yeah. competition or in, international competition. And recently, they just beat Germany two one in World Cup qualifiers. They're led by A legend Goran Pandev.
0: Pandev is, is is their leading man up top. Yeah.
2: Yeah, he's going to be yeah. a leading man for the Euro, who is just just has a knack of scoring in big games. Mm-hmm. I mean, for he's, Genoa right now. For,
0: for Inter, back in their 2010 UCL run, this guy with Napoli, he's he's done it um, on all fronts, mostly in Italian football, but he's, yeah. I guess he's still reliable to this day.
2: And they have two solid midfields in uh, Bardi and Elmas, who played for uh, Levante and Napoli respectively. Yeah. So, although they don't have the best squad, they do have some players who could cause trouble. And clearly, they caused trouble to Germany
0: in the qualifiers. Yeah. Yeah. And to to get into the Euro, they they got over some teams that didn't make it. mm -hmm. Some pretty good teams.
2: Yeah, I mean, they got into the playoff round. I think they beat Georgia, if I'm not mistaken. I could be mistaken. But I think that's who they beat to to qualify. Mm -hmm. And... I mean, look, they just beat Germany recently. I wouldn't be against them maybe pulling uh, off an upset against like, the likes of Ukraine or Austria. You never know. Yeah. Maybe not Netherlands, but, uh, but yeah, I just want to give a little shout-out to them yeah. for their first year. But
0: to me, Netherlands is the undisputed favorite. Yeah. They have, the, they have the history in these tournaments. They have the experience. They have an array of world-class players, and they have a young oh, yeah. a, a young generation of guys like the Litts. Guys like Frankie De Jong.
2: Burke who plays for Ajax.
0: Yes. Uh, refresh me on his name from Man United. Didn't, Van de Beek. Didn't, Van de Beek didn't feature that much this year, but was a proven commodity with Ajax.
2: Yeah. And I feel like they have... The youth that is there, obviously, that's very present, but they also have uh, the experience that's there, too, as they called the up Daily Blind, Martin Roon from Atalanta, yeah. Klasen from Ajax, and Luke de Jong. Yeah. And obviously We're the all whole, older players that have experience in these uh, in these big uh, tournaments and big
0: games. Yeah, and obviously the big name, Virgil van Dijk, will not be participating. Yeah, so I just Virgil. wonder
2: how much do you guys think that's going to affect...
0: He's still traveling with the team. He's still... Uh, Proving to be a good leader for this group, I know he's he traveled with them for their for their qualifier game recent, recent just recently. So he's around the team. Maybe he's gonna have an impact on the boys, but it's definitely a big loss. Somebody who was nominated for the Ballon d'Or just a couple of years back. No,
1: I think it's time for like the variety to get the big the big shine light on him uh, with the Lick and maybe Nathan Akea as well. Uh, if they if they're gonna roll back in the back with three defensemen. I think it's time for these boys to shine and get the spotlight off Van Dyke and give more responsibilities to De Vrij and a young I also think I also think De Vrij is they're very fortunate to have him as a cover for Van
2: Dijk because he's been excellent for Inter this season. So I feel like although they are going to miss Van Dijk, I feel like De Vrij is a very suitable re- replacement for him.
0: And they have a decent midfield. They, they have a very good midfield, yeah. They have De Jong, who's going to be playing more in a free playmaking role, a role sorry Derun who's gonna be the def- defensive midfielder probably playing close to the defensive line they have a guy like Viznaldem who's been getting the job done for, for Liverpool he brings a great experience and obviously Memphis Depay who's gonna be up top he's a proven score for them at the international uh, level
1: guys I believe I don't, I don't want I don't want to predict their lineup or anything but I believe Depay's gonna play more of a midfielder
2: Oh
0: yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Nah, I, I feel think, like he'll play a you will play a center attacking midfield. You're gonna have uh, more Malin up front potentially, yeah, Luke and De Jong, Jong coming in as a I, super as sub a, as a target I man think
2: exactly. Instead of Malin, honestly, I would think Verkous would get to start. You never know, man. I think he's he's had a better season than Malin, if I'm not mistaken, in the Bundesliga. Well, Malin's been
1: quiet this year. Uh, yeah. Even uh, we saw in the European competitions where he, never, he was supposed to perform but didn't perform. He had an off-season compared to the previous year. So, with that being said, this leads us to the transfer window. Uh, what, what do you guys want to start off talking about? Yeah,
0: well, a lot has transpired since the transfer window. The Serie A season and the major competitions have... Just ended 10 days ago, and yeah. so much has happened Coachings, uh, coaches being managers being sacked, managers being hired, players already moving on, f- uh, via yeah. free transfers. There so. haven't
2: been any like big transfers as of yet, no, but there's a free signing. There has
0: been the departure of Kun Aguero from uh, Manchester City, club legend, of course. We touched upon this last episode, Who who's gonna move with his uh. Compatriot uh, for the Argentina national team, somebody who he's he's known and befriended for a long time. Uh, his buddy Lionel Messi. Mm. Well, that's if he stays at Barca. We
2: that's still we still don't know about.
1: We that. still don't know about that
0: one. I don't see him leaving, to be honest, guys. Listen, well, uh,
1: he he had uh, he did he have agreed personal on personal terms with. Uh, I don't know if anything has advanced. No, yet. but I remember it's Man City about to... six months ago. Oh, I don't know. I don't yeah. know about that. It was all rumors, speculations, but and don't forget, like he's also linked to the MLS, mm-hmm. and to Miami. He's linked to PSG. Yeah, he's linked to everywhere. Everybody well, wants realistic, him. Realistic,
0: realistically, if he would move, he'd want to go to a team that would contend for the Champions League. And get his trophy with with another club. I think
2: the most it, realistic option, if he were to leave, would probably be Manchester City with Pep Guardiola. Yeah, who he who they won the Champions League together. And I but think I,
0: I just I don't see it. Like yeah, I hear ex Barcelona players talking about their time at Barcelona with Messi, and they say this guy is never leaving. I've heard Ronaldinho say it. I've heard many other ex Barca legends. Uh, Xavi said the same thing. Messi is not going to leave Barcelona. He's been with them since he was a little kid. Barcelona is all he knows, and he's the heart and soul of that that uh, club right now. Yeah, he is. And especially, and especially now in a time when when a club is in kind of a weird direction, they're mismanaged in many ways, and they're not at uh, they're not living up to the standards that they were just in uh, in 2015 when they won the, the UCL title and, and closer to around that time.
1: And stay on the same in the same league right now. We got another big name player who's hasn't signed a contract yet. And it's the see, opposing team not Barcelona, it's Real Madrid. Uh, it's Sergio Ramos as a center back. He's been their captain, their leader, their everything. And fun fact, he didn't even get called up to the Spanish national team. Yeah, which is we'll probably talk
2: about it when uh, we're talking about Spain's group for the Euro. But I find that completely absurd. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to call up Sergio Ramos. No. But no, because, uh, well, I don't know if you guys have heard, but Ancelotti, Ancelotti has recently been appointed as, as the new manager of Real Madrid because he then had left. And so the rumors are that he's going to try on working on re-signing Sergio Ramos, which I think makes the most sense for him too. Yeah. Like you said, guys, he's a club legend. He's the captain. That's it. Yeah. So I really don't see him leaving to and, a club like PSG.
1: And, and uh, before the Ancelotti, Ancelotti game going back to Real Madrid, he was linked to Manchester City. Oh, he was? He was linked. So... Would you have seen uh, Messi slash Ramos joining free to Manchester City? That would have been pretty cool, but
2: I I don't see that happening. No. To be honest, okay. I don't see them leaving their clubs. Both, both,
0: both players mean so much to yeah. the, their current clubs. Exactly, and I think they bring in a guy like Agüero, who's uh well, he knows, knows who, he has. Room. He has a history with uh, a managing star players and keeping them satisfied. Yeah, and I think they have they have an aging group. Let's let's not get no, get it do, wrong. Real course, Madrid. Um, Moses, they right, haven't really recovered managed. since losing Cristiano back in the summer of 2018. Yeah. But he's he's gonna come in and he's gonna he's gonna tell these guys, listen, we got one we got one last shot at this at this UCL. He wants to add to his resume, which is already spectacular, especially in the Champions League as a, as a manager. And he's and like you said, he's got him done and got got it done in that competition. Yeah, and he on wants on the, yeah. So I think he's gonna. Reinvigorate new life into guys like he's mentioned, Bale, Isco, who haven't been favored recently. But uh, well, Bale coming back, and he's maybe a guy like Eden Hazard rediscovers his game. And so I think that's what they're bringing back. Well, to well, their
1: defensemen, their, their defensive line and their midfield line, like their center defensive midfielder line, are not terrible guys. No, like, This not. is still a star-studded like, team yeah, by, yeah, by all they're means. They're not the
2: Galacticos, but
1: uh, but they yeah, are. They have a great goaltender in. Uh, Thibaut Courtois. They have, to have Rafael Varane, who potentially wanted out. those rumors going on, but he's pretty much going to stay. There's Militao in there. There's Ferland Mendy on the left side. Marcelo is apparently on the verge of leaving. That's what I heard as well. Yeah, yeah the late leave. Uh, Daniel Carvajal, who's had heart problems and he's heart condition. Injured, right? He's For been injured here season. and there. Yeah, but next you guys, we have a young Ortiozola playing right back. We have Kazmiero and Valdvede playing in the yeah. midfield. Those are two diff- terrific yeah. midfielders. But Guaranteed th- going to replace uh, potential Luka Modric. And Tony Kroos only 31 years old. He still has it in him.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I guess, and, and when Modric has proved, he could still get it done, especially this season, after I, having a downer the year before. They, they are an
2: aging squad a bit, though, so I think this is their, yeah. probably one of their last chances to win with this core guy. Yeah. These core guys are uh, the champions. They
0: League. have some y- young players that could maybe fulfill bigger roles if not this year that could give them an extra boost. Guys like, you mentioned Militao is a great young player. They have Valverde, Valverde, they have uh, Rodrigo and they have Vinicius, the two Brazilian wingers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, And they they have have Brahim Diaz who's going to come back from from Milan Milan who had a a nice solid season where he got a lot of Playing time Experience.
2: there, so yeah, he grew as a player. Yeah, it's going
0: to be interesting to see how Ancelotti implements the young guys into this star-studded veteran group. And, and don't
1: forget David Alba from Bayern Munich coming in oh, yeah. on a, on a free, on transfer. free transfer, on Is a free, free yeah. transfer. And I don't know about Raymar, uh, the young kid uh, in Rainier. Lone, Rainier yeah. from uh, Dortmund. Is he going to be on loan? Is he go- he's coming back on, from loan? Mm-hmm.
2: So we're interested to see what they do with him, what uh, what choices they take. Yeah, yeah.
0: the decision might be a loan, but because they have so. They have a lot of depth, especially at his position, but uh, we'll see that.
2: But just going back to Barcelona, I feel like, yeah, okay, they're getting these players on a free, which is good. They're getting Wijnaldum on a free, apparently. They got Aguero on a free. Uh, Ederson Roy- Royale. They Eric, called him Eric, Garcia. Eric Garcia on a free. Hmm. But I just find they're getting a lot of players for free that are like either inconsistent or very injury-prone. Or that are very up, up there in age. I mean, if you look at who they got, like the Pai is already 27. Aguero is 33. Is the Is official? No, but it's the, the rumors. It's the rumors. It's a lo- most likely that they're going to get him. And Wijnaldum too, is 30 years old. So they're not the youngest crop of players and their defensive backline is still very weak in my opinion it yes. is and for them to make a run for the champions yeah, league well they're going to
0: expect a lot from Eric Garcia of course bringing him back he was the barcelona youth player
2: mm-hmm. but He's is it that good
0: to start right away in that defense i don't know he he didn't he didn't have a great year at man city no, he I appeared in, uh, in in 20 league games but he had a lot of underwhelming performances they're going but they're going to be bringing him back and expecting him to have a at worst, it's, he's going to be the th- the third most important uh, center back there because they have PK, who's got an injury history, but who's still and very he's good. Still old. Yeah, and he was old. He's aging. Klima uh, right. Cl- Longley.
2: and Samuel Lentitti And Samuel Utiti, who's injury
0: prone and who's who's been in the rumor mill for the past transfer windows of maybe getting it, getting himself out of there. So we'll see for them. And definitely, you have a point. This is a team that's been mismanaging the transfer window for. For a couple of years now. Yeah. And uh, I think these free transfer moves, they may be panic moves. They're trying to maybe keep Messi happy, but uh, maybe maybe he already has half of his uh, head out of... Half of his uh, himself out of the door already.
2: Yeah, who knows. But these moves kind of remind me of what Juventus used to do back in the day. Getting guys for free like Aaron Ramsey, Blaise Matuidi, Rabiot. It's like you're getting guys who are not necessarily that proven who, or who are proven but are old and, and injury prone. So it's like, what direction are you? What are you, yeah. what are you trying to do? Are you trying to win now? Are you rebuilding around Messi? Are you like... Uh, I feel like yeah. Barcelona is very it,
0: confused. They're, they're, it, the, that, that's the word for confusing. And it's not... You're getting these guys for free but you're... I'm seeing some of the contracts they're handing out to guys like Viznaldem and Kunoguro. These guys are going to be making... Uh, they're going to pay them high wages... Mm-hmm. The, yes, so sir, so yes, as as they're, as they're not. They're not spending free. the transfer fee, but they're going to be spending a lot of wages on these on these freebies, who and, may or may not have a, a big impact on this team. And let me but, just say this:
2: if if you if you as a club or as a coach find a player very valuable, you wouldn't let him go for free. No, if you're no. letting him go for free, there's a no reason
1: for it. Of in course. my opinion, yeah. And and one thing, I, like, there's been rumors of. This player joining Barcelona, but if Barcelona's gonna pay off with these crazy wages to these big name players, it's a very slim chance where we see a potential Don Luigi Donnarumma joining Barcelona.
2: Yeah. Well, I find I he was supposed What's to it? join there on a free.
1: Yeah, but I find that doesn't make
2: a lot of sense when you have to stay in as the number one, and they say he's untouchable. So I don't yeah. think you're gonna pay Donnarumma more. So that's what I'm saying. So there's a... would have gone at Milan to be a backup. Listen, yeah.
1: so there's three clubs in my eyes where. I see him going. And the third one is resigning, staying in Milan and resigning with him, but with a new signing of a new goaltender, I find I it barely. Don't think so I think um, that
2: I think he burned that bridge. Yeah, so he, That's what honest. I'm
1: saying. So we gotta move on from there. There's two clubs I see that he's joining. PSG, PSG, and Manchester United. No, oh. no, Juventus. Juventus is one. Juventus are the sweepstakes. Uh, I th- I think I think but, I think Manchester United they have. David De Gea, who was linked to Roma, and uh, then after they have a potential Dean Henderson, who could be on the way out. Well, not not for of, me.
2: What, what I saw personally, I saw that Juve, although they are in the sweepstakes for Donnarumma, they would have to sell Chesney first. They yeah, wouldn't but, but spend they that can, much they, on Donnarumma. They can't
0: afford him. There you yeah. go. Well, they wouldn't
2: spend that much on Donnarumma. where's gonna they go? Well,
0: they're trying to facilitate Chesney's way out of there. I've heard rumors about. Mm-hmm doing a swap deal with Roma because they definitely have a need at the right fullback spot. So Roma is getting back Florenzi from loan from PSG. So they would swap him for Chesney. Roma obviously needing uh, a number a one goalkeeper. Uh,
2: goalkeeper. And he used to play there too so they know
0: it, they know Exactly. he had again, some of his better years but there. Too. Have,
1: like I said before, Mourinho joining the club. Now he likes the Gea. Why are you going to try getting the Gea on cheap? with Rio, yeah, with, poor, with poor form. I also heard uh, some Premier League clubs uh, uh, like for uh, Chesney not, too. But. I'm not shitting on the head. I'm not poor form. The guy's made second uh, second place in Manchester United in the Premier League. He's made He made the Europa, Europa League final. He is just it's unfortunately great. missed a missed penalty shot in the yeah, shootout. I mean, you can't really blame him. There's no, you can't here. blame him
0: but he did let in those, yeah, those, let those like 11, 10, those 11 10 or 11 shots, uh, penalties in a row
2: which you could fault him you could fault well you call
1: both goalies at that point you know what i mean there so yeah, there should be no reason where you go ahead that long but he is not the same the hell that we've considered in the top yeah. 5 uh, goaltenders in the world of course
0: no def- definitely not but only a couple of years ago he was that guy in form that guy he he was Playing such a big role for that team, that man goaltender, they, yeah. yeah. they had a shaky, they had a shaky backline for so long, and he and was just the, carrying the saving grace. Yeah.
2: So, just to confirm what we started last week, Allegri is back at Juventus. So I was wondering, what, do, what yeah. do you guys think about that? Do you think it's a step in the right direction? Do you think it's a step backwards? Do you think it's an upgrade over Pirlo? I what think it's,
1: I think it's a, it's a whole rebuild, whole rebuild, complete rebuild. Yeah, I think it's, I agree with you. It's Cristiano leaving. It's that defensive line completely leaving that rust around it. Uh, the, midfiel- the midfield, the uh, midfield, completely like they have that young core. They have Artur. They McKinney. have Mckinney, and now let's make them the seniors, and let's bring new talent and new gems into the club. Well, I heard. Well, I heard the main targets
2: this transfer window for Allegri would be Locatelli as a as a midfielder. And he, they're still high on Milinkovic Savage, who they who Allegri really wanted three years ago. He really wanted this player from Lazio. But the thing is, he's gonna come at a very high price tag. So it's gonna be interesting to see whether they can or they will spend that type of money for him. Yeah,
0: I don't like the, the Allegri return, if you will, at all. I think it's, um, they're going back to their old tricks. They, In my opinion, they bring in Cristiano. Their ambition is now not just win the league and go far in the Champions League. It's now let's get the Champions League and maybe get a couple. Management didn't do a good job of surrounding Cristiano with the talent. Maybe he took some of the financial uh, piece of of the pie. Yeah. A big part of it, but they they made a lot of questionable signings, some free signings that I won't get into. They uh, spent a lot of money in other places that they shouldn't. They brought in an inexperienced coach like Pirlo, who hadn't coached managed at any level prior and expecting him to turn the team, the Sarri team around and turn him into a Champions League winner. And now they bring back Allegri. Well, I mean,
2: Juventus yeah. hiring Pirlo, I don't think if, I don't think... It wasn't a terrible hired, move. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think they hired him to win a Champions League. I mean, their expectations were pretty, like... Yeah. realistic with Pirlo don't forget don't for forget before he got but hired with,
0: with Cristiano only having a couple uh, years left on his contract with Juventus at least and getting up there in age Well, you he, don't can put you, put be it to him He it, he's chasing his legacy and obviously the club is chasing that next so, throw you, throw so, throw you, throw so
1: you blame the club for hiring Pirlo you don't yeah, blame Pirlo exactly.
0: no I'm not, I'm not blaming yeah, Pirlo
1: Pirlo was hired for the U23 Academy team exactly. and after days later literally a day or two later yeah uh hey, there's a spot for the senior club. We're going take it. And obviously he took it. Well, who wouldn't take it? Yeah. Exactly. But,
0: but I'm not sliding Pirlo by any means. I'm saying he, he's put into a tough spot, like you're saying, but I'm saying management shouldn't have brought him there in the first place. Yeah. He didn't have the credentials, the resume to, to Bochy his, his senior team right away.
2: Who was on the market at that time too, you know what I mean? Like who
0: There was there you was know, that summer. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. You that's uh, the thing. I would they, rather
2: take the risk at that point with Pirlo. You know what? Hey, if we win, we win. If we lose, yeah. we lose. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I feel like it was a risk that was worth taking, yeah. and he did maybe, what he, maybe he they did. What he, he did his best to do what he could do. He yeah. rejuvenated the team. He got rid of guys like Matuidi, Higuain. He did what he had to do. He brought in some young guys like Artur and McKennie. So I don't think you can blame him hundred percent.
0: But yeah, but that's that's not can, his doing. I mean, that's that's. He, he, he recommends the guys he likes and wants to sell and bring him. But it's, that's, that's really Paratici's job. And Paratici, who we know has been recently He's relieved, been, relieved yeah. of his duties. So, makes sense. So, there's going to there's gonna be a lot of change in, in that front. And especially now, new manager, new head of uh, the transfers. Uh, yeah. Agnelli is uh, reignited into his role as owner. He looks motivated more than ever to get the, Ju- the Juventus way back on track. Yeah, I'm excited for what's going to happen. Yeah, and he chose Allegri to be that man who created a culture when he was there.
2: That's it. And the thing is, they brought back Allegri because, well, this is all rumors and speculation, you know. But three years prior, when Allegri left, apparently he had wanted to send the old guard, like Chiellini, Bonucci, Buffon. He wanted to send all those guys out. Like, at least five players who were there, he wanted them out. Well, And the the management... Sorry, the management said... No, we're going to side with the players instead of the coach, so they fired Allegri. Now, two years later, it's like the club is coming back with their tail between their legs and they're saying, okay, we we made a mistake, we screwed up, we should have listened to you, and now they're giving him apparently more control in the transfer market and they're letting him get players that he really wants to bring to the squad.
1: And if you look what he said then and today gio Buffon is not recit. he admitted that he's not resigning with the club. Giorgio Kuane does not have a contract with the club.
2: Well apparently they're offering him a one-year deal, but I think it's it is obviously as a player, but I think it's more as a just a. You know, be a mentor, bring back that culture, and bring them and be a mentor for the younger defensemen that they're probably gonna because now to it's, th- th-
1: yeah. it's it's time where we move on and like Bonucci to take a total like less lesser role. You yeah. have the Ligt who's there, you have the Miral, but even at that, you try have, uh, pr- try improving your uh, your second center back, but. And with these delict rumors going and linking to Barca, which I highly doubt because... not think he's leaving. They have financial problems. Both clubs have financial problems mm-hmm. at the end of the day. And if they're, they're comfortable paying their salary, let him stay where he is. But the right back is a, a scenario where they got to upgrade. They lost Cancelo a few years back for Danilo, a swap, which I find the most was one of the worst transfers they've yeah. ever yeah. done. Well, you have to balance in, the books.
0: In Danilo's defense, he... He he did have uh he have... he'd have a nice year this year. Oh yeah. And the Biello is rejuvenated. Yeah, and those couple of games he played in a center defensive role, he was uh very well. He he played very well and he was very good at distributing the the ball from playing it out from the back. He offers some qualities, but they like you're saying they need a true right back. Quadrado, he's very versatile, versatile to play in that spot, but you prefer him to be higher up the flank. So I think that's really a need for them and their center backs they're they're getting old but they have Radu Dragusin 19 oh, years yeah.
2: old who Romanian I, stuff I,
0: I'm reading all these amazing things from uh Montblano about him from people around the Torino area saying that he he could take the next step and maybe take off take the pressure that they need to take off from Bonucci and maybe Chiellini when he comes back
1: so um, so with all these Italy talks let's talk about another manager Mr Antonio Conte Mm-hmm. Former Chelsea man, now off to uh, he went to Inter, won the uh, Scudetto. First now,
0: time in in eleven years. And yeah.
1: uh, and now he wins Chouby, and I'm uh, rumored to go to Tottenham. So oh, of all, so, teams. Yeah, of all yeah. teams, seventh place, uh, seventh place uh, Premier League club. What do you guys think on that one? I
0: think he's a man who wants control. He wants control. He wants control out of, out of all the players he gets. If he, he's very volatile, as we know. If he doesn't get the guys he wants, he leaves. He, he wants control. He wants the final say. He wants it to be his team. And uh, yeah. Does, does
1: Harry Keane stay or does he go with Conte coming in? I'm not sure
2: about uh, that. That's,
0: that's very interesting. But just
2: to follow up on what Zach said, I think Conte is a guy who chases expectations. So at Inter, the expectations are very high now. You win the Scudetto... Okay. you got to keep it. First of all, you have to defend your championship. Second of all, you have to try to go further in the Champions League. The expectations on Inter were sky high, yeah. and they couldn't spend the money to defend their title. So he just left it. And he's rumored to Tottenham. And if you look at Tottenham, after finishing 7th, their expectations are low, right? What do you think their expectations would be? Finishing so in the Champions Fishing League? Probably. Top, top four spots. Yeah. Yeah. So it makes sense for him to go there. And he's a coach a who's trophy. a great rebuilder. Yeah. He's really good at rebuilding teams, so uh, So I see him there.
1: But do players, the older players, leave from the club? now?
2: And I was saying, for... uh, Well, Hyunmin's son gave an interview about Harry Kane, and he was telling reporters, basically saying, you guys make it sound like Harry Kane already left. And if Conte goes there, seeing what he did with Lukaku, I don't think Harry Kane would be that uh, fond of leaving, to be honest. I think he would stay.
0: That's interesting because Lukaku is a guy he brought in and he wanted and they spent the big bucks. They spent 80 million, one of the highest, uh, if not the highest in Inter transfer market history to bring Lukaku in and it was a guy Lukaku, uh, sorry, Conte wanted at, back in the days, at Juve. He wanted him at Chelsea and it just never ended up happening. He finally got his guy, turned his, his, reinvigorated his whole career. But... It's it's very interesting. What Kane Kane um, he he could make the move to a bigger club. I think yeah, he I think could. He, he this could is definitely make
2: the move to a team like Manchester yeah, City or something. I think like he that. could
0: move on, and I think it it'd be right for. I think he feels a need to get some trophies under his belt. He is one of he's England's arguably their best uh, number nine in the past decade. Yeah, I probably. think that is fair to say. Yeah.
1: And totally he's, one of, he's always been
2: one of the top five strikers in the world, in my opinion. Uh, he's very underrated. He's a
1: great finisher. He's yeah. a fantastic finisher. Yeah. And with that being said, uh, there's Everton who just announced that they're, they're bringing in Steven Gerrard. Oh, really? It's official? It's official. It's official. Wow. That's a so move for them. That, and now he's, like we said, going back to everything, Carlo Ancelotti going to Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. So it's like a whole circle effect. Yeah, exactly. It, so is Stephen Steve Gerrard going to to Everton, which is a rival to Liverpool? Liverpool. Do you see any controversy going on there or anything? I mean, I don't.
2: I mean, possibly, yeah. I mean, he's a he's a Liverpool legend, sorry, and uh, he's going to coach Everton. It was like the the biggest, one yeah, of it was, the biggest rival, the
0: same the same city. <laughs> I wouldn't <It's>, be surprised
2: <laughs> if there would be some animosity <laughs> there for sure. If not from the players, more from the fans, percent
1: it's not confirmed yet, but there's rumors are saying like it's going to be done very soon. It's time for where he moves on from the Rangers, where he won the Scottish Premier League, and goes straight to the Premier League right now, where there's a vacant spot available.
2: Well, I feel like it's a good move for his coaching career. I mean, hopefully he's successful for him, and uh, maybe he'll make the most of it, but I mean... They what do you think you could accomplish with everything? What's realistic goal
1: for them? Yeah, yeah. And Europa League. I think realistic goal and you guys call it crazy is Champions League. And for, Everton, for Everton to be, to be the next Leicester city.
0: Mm, there, there are like six legit teams in England. That, that top, getting in the top four is tough, especially with well, Man start. City with Guardiola and the amount of money they spend. Chelsea, of course, Manchester United. Uh, you got Spurs, who we talked about earlier. They, they have. Maybe not Arsenal, but Leicester City, they, they have the they have a lot of competition for those top four of, spots. Of course, but mm-hmm. they're,
1: they're, they're, a, they're a club where they, they, they saw Leicester, a relegated club, survive one year and they have to win it. And they're competing, competing year mm-hmm. after year, in the t- fighting for the top four. How could they do it and they can't do it and they've been in the Olympics for so long? I think it just comes down to ownership at the end of the day.
2: I feel like Leicester's ownership was way better than Everton's has ever been. For sure,
1: for sure. But they do have big-name players. They got Richarlison, they got Carver Lewin, they got James uh, uh, well,
2: Keane is going back from loan, but I think they're going to sell him.
1: Yeah, they, 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 they for sure they're going to sell them. And they have Lucas Ding, who honestly is... Well, I'm not going to say the top. he's a top left-back. like in the not, yeah, not I mean, world, he's world good, but, he's, yeah, but he's taking a big role for a small club. Yeah, exactly.
0: Jordan Pickford uh, solid number one. Yeah, gets called up, call up for the England national team. I think although
2: it, apparently Everton was looking at getting Chesney so I don't
0: know. I don't know. Maybe he might yeah, get Yeah, you never know. Yeah, I don't know. And, but I think that squad needs tweaking to, yeah, that is, to be a top, the top four. The center midfield
1: and defensemen have to get tweaking obviously 100% but their strike force is pretty dangerous. I, I gotta admit that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds good.
0: But they do have uh, a strong financial situation but it makes you think. Ancelotti, Ancelotti was brought there to 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 have his, his to create a culture, bring have his own regime, and he was supposed to be there long term, and to leave so suddenly. There's there's probably something he knows that that we don't know about uh, how competent their ownership group is, exactly. the direction the club is going. So it makes you think. It does, yeah. And any, any other
1: rumors we want to talk about, or potential transfers, or um, yeah. coaching managerial
0: changes? Uh, we could touch on CR7. Do you think he leaves? Do you think he stays? I think the sensation now with Allegri there, especially Allegri saying that
2: he wants to build a team around Paulo Dybala and re-sign him on a long-term deal, I think CR7 is more out than in right now.
0: Yeah. Momblano said it's 80% chance of uh, CR7 missing, and he's, he's always got his percentages, yeah, but, but Momblano, he, he like, I was going to say, his
2: percentages, bro. I don't know what, yeah. what this guy's calculating with his calculator over there. With. <laughs> I, I
1: think uh, it's time for Cristiano to... He, he's he's got to go back home. He's to go Manchester back. United. Well, sporting is out of the question. The, the, well, I heard actually I heard his
2: mother saying he's gonna go
1: back to sporting, but uh, I don't know. That's his mother, but the ownership said they can't afford. Yeah, him. I like
0: I like to play a little song for his potential return to Old Trafford. Yeah, I think he,
1: honestly, if you're he doesn't, he state, doesn't
0: yeah. go back to the Benabalas for sure. No, I don't, Bar- I don't think he's
2: I'll be signs a thirty-seven-year-old. He's not thirty-seven.
0: Well, he's gonna be thirty-seven. Yeah. Well thirty-seven next year and. Well, no, I think it's pretty soon. It's no, pretty soon. no, it's in March. Messi's no, like, 33. But in, in the meantime, I'd like to, to play something.
1: I don't know. Huh? <laughs> Listen. He's, he's thirty seven, mid-year, next year. Exactly. So, but... That guy has got thirty six goals in all competition in forty four games. I
2: never said his scoring was bad. All I'm saying is, you really think Real's going to spend money to bring no, back the
0: seven year old? I believe Manchester United in mind. But sure. You, you know how I feel about this. I think it's a wrong move for Juventus to to let him go. Obviously, heartbreaking for me. He's been my favorite player for a very long time now. But I think it's Man United. It's it's not PSG. He's not. He's no. not. He's not. They're not ready to compete. But Especially if they lose Mbappe and bring him, and they're not ready to compete for a Champions League, he goes back to to uh, to uh, Manchester. At least he has a chance at the the Premier League title next year. And the Champions League title. Champions no, League title. Champions no, title. It's we'll tough. we'll, we'll it's see tough. how they approach their window because they need to reinforce that uh, that, of, of of course the that line, midfield and the back line. Of course,
1: but at yes. least like he's a Champions League club. You know yeah, and
0: mean? he's got. No, he wouldn't go anywhere.
2: If he's not playing in the Champions yeah, League. Exactly. exactly.
0: And he and he's got the emotion tied to them. He. he CR7 was created in in, in, in Manchester in Manchester yeah. in those stable lights. Yeah, well, look,
2: you know what? If uh, you yeah. get Pogba from uh, from that deal, I'll take it 100. Oh yeah, I take it. But but
1: now is it a straight deal or is there money involved? No. Who knows? Yeah. Know.
0: Well, right now you have him listed because uh, I've been hearing that it's 25 to 30, 30 million. million. That's that's his, that's his, that's his, that's their price for Cristiano obviously Pogba's is probably they 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 bought him for 100 million so they're going to want to make a large sum of that back so I'd say he's in the 80 million uh 75 million range so it it, ha, it, it wouldn't be a one-for-one one. I think it'd be maybe Cristiano and, and another player or Cristiano and maybe can 30 you, 30 can 40 can million you,
1: can you potentially see uh De Gea leaving and maybe joining a club like Roma and then after Chesney and, Chesney and Ronaldo going to Manchester United to take off that salary cap, and Pogba going on the way back, and then after with the money that you're saving on salary... You spend a little more. And No, and, and they they fill, they fill in Chesney's role with Donnarumma. Donnarumma. It's very possible. I mean, who yeah. knows what's happening.
2: Especially with COVID, you can't really buy players uh, That's street, what I'm saying. street cash anymore. Yeah, you have
0: so to you have to find you can't exclude anything. Yeah, you have to find slick financial ways of, uh, <laughs> well, of making it work, especially in now Whether whether it's times. loaning
1: or player swaps or uh, yeah. loan with options to buy, like yeah. two years later, stuff like that. Options or, like, or even
0: obligations to yeah. buy,
1: or yeah. whether the fact that you finish in a Champions League spot or whatever the hell. it is. Oh,
0: or exactly. Yeah, or the like free, kind or of like you did with kids. Yeah, or, or the free transfers. I feel like Barca were almost forced to make those moves because they're in a tough financial spot, and they've been That's for the, the past two years. They can only spend that big money. Yeah, know. so they need a. They had to acquire they, they, free players.
1: They have to acquire free players because they need to compete still, and they gotta. Yeah, they yeah, like yeah, to add some depth to their squad. Even even though they're it's not an a A plus club, it's it's a, at least a B plus or an A minus club. Yeah, of course, I don't know. it's not the worst signings. Like I said, they are
2: older guys, but. It's good depth. it's good to have them there.
1: And at the end of the day, you could flip uh, Eric Garcia in the future. Yeah, you can. Yeah, if he, he, he plays develops. well, if yeah. he develops, he plays well or plays consistent. Uh, Sergio Aguero, at the end of the day, he's still gonna put the ball behind the net.
2: Uh, yeah, you, he's not off the pitch though. That's the main concern. That's the main
0: concern. There's the only one bad year that he had that he, had, he was injury yeah. that he had an injury. But he, he won't be relied upon that that much, I would think. With I mean, with Griezmann still out. there and the rumors of uh, Memphis the Pia. You yeah, know, be joining the, yeah. the club there. Ousmane Dembele is, is still there. We'll see what his future lies. Even Absofati. Uh, Absofati, 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 Absofati as well, yeah. Well, yeah. They've got Pedri. They've got... So like, you have some of Trincao. They, yeah, they've got youth yeah. there. They, they, have, they, nice. have a, yeah, they have a nice mix of uh, experienced, world-class players and a lot of fantastic youth that were put into important roles this past year because... They didn't really they, they couldn't resource. they couldn't spend on on, yeah. on on depth and they had to let a guy like so uh, uh, yeah no like Luis Suarez go oh, for yeah. seven million and they they literally like they they felt like they were forced to get rid of him and obviously goes to a rival and, and, he, wins wins, and he wins the title. Yeah. So
1: I believe that's a wrap, boys. So
0: yeah, so we have our Instagram account up and running. We already posted uh, a shot of. Uh, of us with the guest last week for episode two so the account if you go with the tag on Instagram it's underscore from the bleachers underscore all in lower case um, is there anything else you'd like to add? No
1: we're going to shoot another episode uh, very soon after yeah. potentially game two or game three after the Hubs and Jets
0: exactly so next week we'll have another episode so Antonio Torone
2: thanks again guys for having me on thanks for really coming appreciate on. it, it. I love chatting with you guys about the sports we love, so it's always good to be on. Thanks yeah. again. Cheers, guys. Thanks
0: for listening. Peace. Ciao. Ciao.